Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our vehicle. I'm sort of adding the big breath here, getting more dramatic. <laughs> Don't you think it makes it more dramatic? I think it makes it more dramatic. It makes it more oxygenated. That's close enough. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have what we call a mystery episode, whereas one host of the show, that would be me, knows what the episode is about, while the other host of the show, that would be my lovely and talented wife, Spice, doesn't have a clue what the show is about. But then again, that doesn't matter because she can talk on any subject, whether she knows anything about it <laughs> or not. However, having said that, not only is this a mystery episode, this is a mystery episode where I'm going to introduce the topic and then basically be quiet because she knows a lot more about it than I do. Alrighty. So, are you excited? Sure, I'm excited to find out something I know a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for the topic? Born ready. Okay. Why should preppers start fully concentrating on storing and using whole grain instead of flour products? What are the advantages of whole grain? And why is this an important thing for a prepper to do? I told you, you, you I've nailed that, right? <laughs> well, I have some ideas on the subject, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I made a move to start converting our household to whole grain some years ago, based on many of these same points. One of these is that a lot of the prepper foods are very highly concentrated in the carbs department, because they're cheap and they store well. And if you're eating a lot of carbs and most of what you're eating is highly refined carbs, white flour carbs, basically, then your nutritional profile is much impaired, especially as it goes, goes to promoting things like diabetes and heart disease and things like that. Because the, what you do when you refine a grain, you take this grain... It's got a whole bunch of star stored carbohydrate, which the plant is intending to feed its embryo. And it's got a little a plant embryo in there called the germ. And then it's got various protective coatings, like the, uh, the bran coat. And each of those are a part of every seed. So when you make the highly refined grains, you take all that and you knock off the hard outer shell coating parts. And then you usually get rid of the germ parts, degerminated, it might be called. And then what you got left is a whole bunch of carb, and you grind that up real fine. And then maybe you toss some uh, some nutrients back in, so you can call it enriched. And then you've got the uh, white flour, or whatever it is. After you bleach it, you got the really white flour. Yeah. What they call wheat flour, by the way, it's all wheat flour. What they call wheat flour is just uh, a flour that hasn't been bleached, but it has had all this other stuff to it. So it is not, wheat flour is not nutritionally superior to normal white flour or bread flour, which is just finer ground white flour. Right. So a lot of times you'll see wheat bread, unfortunately, sub Subway, one of the many companies that does this with wheat bread. It's not whole wheat. <laughs> it's not whole wheat bread. Now, you can get whole grain bread at places like Subway and grocery stores and stuff like that, but the whole is an important part of it. 
And if it just says whole grain, but it doesn't say 100% whole grain, then what they mean is we put some whole grains in so we could put that on the label. But we also put in a lot of enriched white flour because it makes it lighter and fluffier, and that's what our customers are used to. Right. So we have to be pretty careful. And there are actually certain, there's, there's a lot of, there are some brands where it is 100% whole, and the bread can still be light and fluffy. It yeah. can be. Um, I know Roman meal bread, for example, makes a makes a sandwich loaf out of 100% whole wheat, and it's very good. And it's a lot like other sandwich breads you'd buy at the store that are made of completely enriched white flour. Right. But it's better for you. A lot better for you. The reasons that it's actually better for you. First off, a lot of the minerals and things are in the germ. So if stuff is degerminated, if it's highly processed, you don't get that. Sorry, I need to arrange my headset. It slipped. Also, if you take off the brand coat, then you lose a lot of the fiber. And losing a lot of the fiber not only makes you feel hungry sooner after you eat the product. Okay, time out. Sorry, there's going to be a little bit of noise, but that's sitting way high now. Yeah, i got to adjust the microphone. Yeah. It was like sitting up north of your nose. Like, okay. So volume, I'll try and even out the volume in post, but if she's a little louder now, it's because the mic's actually in front of her face, not in front of her eyeball. Yeah, it just slipped down and hit me in the lip, and that makes an annoying sound every time I make a word, so I had to do something about that one. All right, maybe we're set now. We'll try it. Okay, you take off the brand, you take out the fiber, and without the fiber, one, you get hungry a lot sooner after you eat the product because it moves through your digestive tract sooner, and two, because you absorb the nutrients faster, you get a higher blood sugar spike, and then you have to release more insulin to deal with that. And that kind of behavior promotes an unhappy metabolism that makes you uh, less sensitive to insulin. It helps promote diabetes. It helps promote heart disease. It helps promote stuff like that. So the whole grains actually are more nutritious than the white flours. And what they call enriched means they have tossed back in purified versions of some of the nutrients and minerals that they took out in the first place. It doesn't mean it's more enriched than whole wheat. It means it's more enriched than if we hadn't dumped the stuff back in. It's actually still not as enriched in nutrients as original 100% whole grain stuff is. So those are the primary benefits of the whole grains as a nutritional element. You've also got the, the element of storage. Because if you're going to long-term store foods... You can't make highly processed white flour at home in any reasonable way. So if you're going to long-term store white flour, it's going to be because you bought it as white flour and stored it. And once you break up the kernels and start processing stuff, the shelf life goes way down. So you can take a five-gallon bucket of hard white wheat kernels or hard red wheat kernels. And you could put them in, in a bucket, and you can take the oxygen out, and you can seal it that way, and you can put it somewhere relatively cool, moisture-controlled, all that stuff. And it's going to be fine for years and years and years. It's going to outlast you, probably. Yeah. And then you can take that same product and uh, grind it up. By just simply grinding it. You don't have to go through 45 
mechanizations grind it into little pieces. There is no way to grind it up without getting a whole bunch of oxygen exposure on every single piece of that. Right. And oxygen exposure is part of the problem. Well, it's fine. You know, it's fine as long as you use it right away. Yeah, it is. You know, it's shelf life of flowers, what, six months, a year? Yeah. Yeah. Once it's ground. Yeah, they call it six months. And that's a a real thing. A lot of things they say shelf life is whatever, and it's still fine months or years later. No, it's not. I've I've done that. When I, I have a, we have a bucket of whole wheat at home, wheat kernels, wheat berries, they call them. And I grind them up a little bit at a time. <laughs> well, I, we've got one open. Yeah. And I grind it up a little bit at a time when I'm going to make bread or something with it. Because I found if I grind up too much at once, it does start making inferior bread after, oh, a couple months after it's been ground. Sitting in a temperature-controlled kitchen. But, of course, we have no preservatives of any kind in it. So, yeah. You know, that's but, one of the reasons that commercial flowers last longer than that is because they have preservatives. Now, another thing to keep in mind about um, whole wheat in particular is, you know, there are other uses for it. You can make uh, wheat berries out of the things by just simply soaking them overnight. Yeah, it's really bland that way, but you can add stuff like uh, dried little bits of dried fruit and uh, chopped nuts to it. Sweetener if you're into that sort of thing, but I just like the chopped fruit. And it makes it much nicer. Or you can make a more savory thing out of it by putting things like uh, some people mix up like bacon bits and stuff in it. Now, we've been talking about whole wheat, but there are other whole grains, too, like whole oats. Yeah. Just regular oats. There are oats, and then there are steel-cut oats, and then there are regular or rolled oats, and then there are quick oats. And that is the order of how much they've been processed. The whole oats are the least processed the uh, rolled oats have been steamed and squished, and the quick oats whole. have been... But they're still whole. Yeah, it's still a whole grain, but it's been more processed. Right, and the, the, yeah, basically the, it mushes the outer shells out. And quick oats have been the most most cooked, so they're the most processed. Uh, I prefer the uh, regular rolled oats because they make pretty good quick oatmeal out of it, and they've still got a good shelf life going on. And you can make bread out of it. You can make all kinds of stuff out yeah, of it. Yeah, I can. To. I can get through a big bucket of those guys when I'm eating oats regularly, and yeah, they're, they're still good. Pancakes out of them, or oat pancakes. You can make all kinds of stuff. Add a little bit to bread, and make some oat bread. Put a little honey in them, and cookies. Listen to that, and make cookies. They cookies. Make cookies. Good cookies. Cookie. Whole grain food. Good cookies. Must be a health food, right? Yeah. And popcorn is whole. Popcorn grain. is whole grain food. Yep. It's actually a good whole grain food. Mm-hmm. Very high in fiber. Whereas uh, the, if you buy a corn muffin mix at the store, it's usually partly highly processed cornmeal and partly wheat flour, and it doesn't have nearly the nutritional profile or the shelf life. Yeah, especially the popcorn. shelf life. That stuff goes pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're big, huge fans of of um, whole wheat and whole grain products. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a, an easy in. Are you ready for an easy in? Go for it. An easy in to whole food storage. I suggest everybody who's listening who has not tried it yet, pick up a um, just one box of whole wheat spaghetti. 
Whole wheat spaghetti noodles are delicious. I find them much better tasting. Even back when I was a, it was a uh, enriched flour feed. That's how I got them into it. In fact, is the, is the spaghetti the whole, first? Because not only are they better tasting to me, they're a lot more filling. Their texture is much Perfect. less puny and wimpy. Right, and when you're cooking them, I cook the. I I'm, I basically am the family cook. Um, when you're cooking spaghetti noodles, you know how you have to worry about them clinging, and none of that occurs in the whole. They do not cling. Together. They don't get gummy. They don't oversaturate. They don't become a soggy mess. They stay relatively. I mean, you can refrigerate them, and they don't swell up to ten times their swell. Okay, maybe not. they don't swell up on you. They're just it's it's a far superior product, and it doesn't cost much more. They have a slightly more hearty taste and a slightly more hearty mouthfeel. Than white noodles, so some people will take a little bit of getting used to, but they are not dramatically different from the white product. But in in my mind, they're clearly superior to the white product. Uh, you know, other things like the penny pastas and things like that, they work really well in. Uh, even though you can make a whole wheat lasagna that's outstanding, it's probably not the first place to start. Just because lasagna is the texture of the noodles is yeah, it's not quite as doesn't work lasagna-y. quite as well there. But that, that's just that would be a good place for for you to start. Of course, you know spaghetti and macaroni and are very good. The other thing, you know, if you think that you, if you see the word wheat, I encourage you to turn the product upside down and look for word enriched. If you see the word enriched, it is not whole grain. It's white flour. It's white flour that hasn't been bleached. When they say, when it is a whole wheat product, it says whole wheat. Or whole grain product. It doesn't have... Yeah. Like some of these breads, like the one I, I particularly like is the... Uh, I forget the name of the company, but it's a nine grain. But it's a nine grain whole grain. All nine grains are whole. Yeah, a lot of those multi-grain breads are... If you just look at the generic multi-grain breads, you'll find they're 90% enriched flour, and then they've got a smattering of other grains thrown in so they can put it on the label. But if you turn it over and read the label and find out it's got a bunch of whole grains in it as the main ingredients, there you go. Okay, two tips. First, the health food section of your store is much more likely to be, is much more likely to have whole grain products. But I'm going to tell you, there is in, and, you know, we do not have sponsors on this show. Nobody sponsors us. We're just everyday people. We have no no dog in the hunt. But I will tell you one place that you can go is a lot less deceptive. It's a general grocery store. It's a lot less deceptive, and you will find a lot better, healthier products at a very good price, and that's Aldi's. Yeah. They have totally flipped it around from where they used to be, which... Back in the 80s, they were just the where you could get the cheapest, terrible nastiest, food that was really cheap, uh, nutritional. I mean, it was very tasty, but it was all, I mean, it was hydrogenated. They'd hydrogenate everything, partially hydrogenate everything. They don't sell trans fats in the store anymore. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a product in the store that has trans fats in it. And trans fats are a big deal. Well, they're not that big a deal if you don't mind, like, heart attacks. Most people kind of do. So... Anywho, just if you want a place that, that doesn't play fast and loose with the rules nearly as much as a lot of other places do, Aldi's. 
or Trader Joe's. They're the same people. Trader Joe's and Aldi's are owned by the same people. A lot of people don't know that, but Aldi's is like a cheap version of Trader Joe's. And then, of course, there's there's the, the traditional, um, like the Whole Foods. They tend to have some a lot more realistic ingredient list, but they're also whole of paycheck. course known as whole whole paycheck because they're not like, they're not cheap. cheap. When you're eating out, it's really a lot harder. It's but just, if you ask for say uh, corn tortillas instead of wheat tortillas, that's right. Corn you'll get a whole grain product. Corn is actually mostly whole grain when you do tortillas uh, because we've got another she's yeah. got another podcast on just that. We're not going to really get into that process, but... Yeah, it's something I tripped over when starting to write this information is how you need to treat corn to get the most nutrition out of it. So I made a uh, post on that, and we did a podcast on that. Yeah, she's going to... She was actually... I'd come up with the idea for this for this article that she's going to write that will go along with this podcast. Um, and she just didn't know. She actually did know the subject pretty well. She's putting on an article for it. It's just she didn't know that's what this particular podcast was going to be about. So this one's not quite as off the cuff as some of our mystery episodes have been. Okay, is there anything else you want to add? Want to throw some more information in? Toss it out. Just for experimental purposes, several years ago we bought some whole wheat pasta products. And we didn't give them any special storage except keeping them out of light and in a fairly low humidity spot and in sealed packages so they had low air exposure. And they were fine years later. Actually, we did, to be fair, we did actually do a test. I took some of them and put them inside of a mason jar and vacuum sealed them. Yeah. To see if that would make any difference as to how long they lasted. And then... About three years after I did that, we opened them up, and then we took three-year-old boxes of of the pasta, and there was no difference. No. None. Three years was not enough to find a significant difference, and they were both just as good as fresh. Now, here's, here's we're going to come back to people who say, oh, yeah, you know, this may not last the 30. We don't, the 30 years thing is just such a myth. You don't need survival food that lasts 30 years. What you need to do is have food on hand that lasts long enough that you can store it for a reasonable amount of time before you eat it in rotation. And you need to have food that you have in storage that you're eating as you go. That's how you get your long-term storage is you eat the old stuff. That's how you have stuff you'll actually eat. While it's still fresh. And you replace it with newer, fresher stuff rotationally. And that's a big deal. you got to keep the rotation going. But this way, you're only buying food that you eat. Because there's no use in stocking junk food or food that you're not going to eat. Now, we do have some long, long-term storage stuff. Most of it's in cans. We do have several buckets of wheat set aside that, you know, as long as they don't get wet inside, they'll last basically forever. Yeah, we got a really good deal. We found a really good deal on them at one point. We stocked yeah. up. but So... So we have some of those, but we do eat out of those too. We have yeah. a couple of open ones up in the kitchen, and we just pull from them. I've rotated through four or five of those things of oats because I yeah. like oats for breakfast sometimes, sometimes of the year. So, but the key part of like doing pasta and stuff like that is if you don't eat pasta now, you probably don't want to be storing pasta. 
because you're not going to want to eat it then. Yeah, the whole keto diet thing doesn't work real well in prepper world. No, not really. Anything else you wanted to add? No. I would say do it for it's healthier. And in the whole grain form, it stores better. And it tastes And good. at least once you are adjusted to it, it tastes a lot better. So. Yeah, the other stuff kind of just tastes bland after you get adjusted to it. And feels soggy. And feels soggy, definitely. Yeah. We might have to make spaghetti. Okay. Hmm. We haven't had spaghetti in a while. What? Farm truck in front of us, dumping off mud. Mud. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you the next time.